Hi there, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. On this episode, I'm delighted to be talking with author Alana McKenzie. Alana is the author of a science fiction trilogy, The Jade Chronicles, so please sit back and enjoy our conversation. It's great to be here. Oh, great to have you. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, so I discovered your book series, The Jade Chronicles, through NetGalley, and I wanted to spend just a few minutes today talking with you about those books. As I mentioned before I hit record, I'm a big science fiction, dystopian world sort of fan, and so curious to hear a little bit more about how those stories came together, and glad to share about your work with other readers as well. So what initially drew you to the written word and specifically to this world of science fiction? Um, well, as for just writing in general, I've all, I've been writing stories uh, for as long as I can remember, really. Um, you know, when I was little, I started writing when I was about three years old, actually, because I was inspired by one of the Narnia books, mm-hmm. um, The Lion, The Witch, and the Wardrobe, and <laughs> wrote kind of like a spin-off book called The Cat, The Covered in the Spiders. <laughs> um, and I just loved writing stories. And then I also wrote lots of poetry when I was little and later got on, on into novel writing, uh, but never actually managed to finish uh, a manuscript to completion um, until until the, I wrote started writing the Jade Chronicles um, and kind of got hooked on the plot and uh, propelling the story forward. Um, and um, I... Science fiction has kind of been something, a genre that's been really interesting to me. Um, I've been inspired by uh, different writers like um, the, the Dune series and um, uh, like Isaac Asimov, his iRobot uh, book and some other works by him and um, other like modern writers like Kazuo Ishiguro mm-hmm. um, and just like, just drawn me into kind of the elaborately designed worlds that science fiction writers create that kind of reflect on um, human nature and like um, the future consequences, I guess, of, of human action taken in our in our present day society and like how that could potentially manifest if it continues or like drawn to an exaggerated conclusion kind of. Um, how that could really manifest in kind of a world gone astray or a dystopian world where there's kind of an imbalance in, in the forces that operate and, and um, there's kind of a tension between like technology and humans. Um, and yeah, really just um, having the opportunity to reflect on those kind of, those kind of themes in a way that, um, like in a way that kind of steps outside just the everyday of of our world today. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also fascinated by several of the authors that you just mentioned. I think you might be the first person to give Kazuo Ishigoro a shout out. Uh, but Claire and the Sun, absolutely a fascinating book. Um, so when it comes to the Jade Chronicles, what's your process like? How do you go about? building a a fictional world like this where you get to play with ideas? Yeah, well, I think I was helped, um, as I said, in having read a lot of science fiction and fantasy books kind of growing up. 
um, with like elaborate world building, um, like the Dune series, the Game of Thrones, The Witcher, um, those kind of books. And um, also for me, um, like my own personal experiences, I guess, uh, shaped, have shaped how I build the world, like living where I do in kind of the Pacific Northwest region in Canada. Um, and just like, um, I studied history in university and so learned about like the history, I guess, of resource extraction and, and, um, like the indigenous, um, like settler culture and colonization. And, and that kind of shaped the world of the day chronicles, um, just because it's kind of modeled after a world, a society that's kind of very consumer oriented, uh, focused on a lot of resource extraction and has that kind of dynamic with the exploitation of different, um, different cultures and, um, the environment in a kind of colonialist paradigm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and so that's like kind of my personal, uh, approach to or experience and lens that I approached it through. But um, I think it, another thing that kind of helped with the world building was kind of connecting the various um, locations in the, in the series and the various geographic places in the series to, like, themes mm-hmm. and um, characters, if that makes sense. And just, like, um, like for example, like, the, the northern area where there's that crystal city and the kind of material-focused society of... of governed by these robots mm-hmm. uh, being um, that's kind of like more that that's kind of um, like like progress oriented and and it really states like the main character's love for artificial intelligence and uh, coding languages for example and and then there's like the the southern regions of the more like the the space where the rebels congregate and and um form their plans to overthrow the, the AI masters, which is like more of the, the forest wilderness area. Um, and like the barrens down, down south where there's, um, you know, resource exploitation, but also the, the hope for regeneration and environmental restoration. So I guess like just connecting those kind of themes and um, linking the various geographic locations with different characters, themes, and also like, um, I'm sure you noticed I like through like the like animals and and gods also into the mix like some mythology and stuff. So uh, like those have like different care like qualities and attributes that are kind of reflected in the the world building as, as well. I guess yeah. I love that. I love that mixture of ideas and very often I know in science fiction it becomes this great parallel. So like thinking about Bradbury talking about literacy and Fahrenheit 451 or um, Anthony Burgess talking about like population and Malthusian ideas in the wanting seed. I'm curious about what you hope readers kind of reflect on and also take with them uh, from the journey through the book and the book series, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess, want to spark readers' curiosity about different questions, about various issues that are going on today and that might, like, be, help them uh, reflect on on how to move forward, I guess. But I think one of the underlying messages is that, like, 
our our minds and our psychological states are really the foundation for like a healthy world and environment. And um, I guess like allowing allowing like like in my books, there's a lot of discussion about the AI masters and artificial intelligence, kind of like controlling the information ecosystem and like being kind of a top down um, force that kind of controls what we what we think and do. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess just that's kind of a prevalent topic today, just like having um, the information ecosystem be controlled by, I guess, um, corporations or um, large technology companies or social media. And um, it's like, I think one of the messages I wanted to relay in the book is that we can, um, I guess, try to like find a path to kind of our own self-reflection on what, what, um, appropriate and how to move forward in terms of um, staying true to uh, like values and also democratizing um, those kind of forces so that we can make positive change. It's kind of like a, a big message, but um, I don't know. I guess um, I've always kind of had like an environmental activist around and um, so I guess I approach it with that kind of lens and, and just like, um, I'm also kind of influenced by some work on um, artificial intelligence and, and making it more like like eliminating bias and, and flaws in, in the design of artificial intelligence so that um, it kind of promotes equality in society, um, which is a pretty big topic, but I think it's like something that we need to start thinking about more seriously. Um, if we're going to keep going with, um, like, especially right now with like, like all the rapid development of like that and, and those kind of, um, tools that we can either use for, for good or for worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Very timely questions and, uh, timely conversation. So by way of a a final question, and then we can hit anything that we might've missed that you want to share. I'm curious about what's next for you creatively, curious about what you're currently thinking about and exploring, and then also um, sharing where listeners and readers can go and locate your books and um, begin enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, in terms of what's next creatively, um, pretty busy right now, but I'm just focusing, I guess, right right now on kind of marketing the series and um, taking a pause from writing since it's been like three books in a row that I've kind of finished in the span of um, about seven years. But um, in terms of what might be next is like short story. I've always been interested in like writing some short stories that might be set in that kind of fictional world. Of, um, yeah, that the Jade Chronicles are set in. Um, but I've also um, been interested in also writing a more contemporary, um, like contemporary focused literature that incorporates some of the like mythology elements. Like I was, uh, recently had read a book by, um, I'm not sure if you heard of the author, but Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. Um, she's like a, okay, yeah, she like incorporates like Mexican um mythology in, into like more contemporary or recent historical timeline and I just think that that's kind of like an interesting field that I might want to get into writing 
but um, yeah, in terms of where um, where you can find out more about my novels, it's just um, my website, I guess, uh, alanamackenzie.com. And then there's, um, you can follow on Twitter, uh, Willow Public is my Twitter handle. And uh, the books are currently just available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and they're also available in some local bookstores in Vancouver. Um, this is the People's Co-op Bookstore, um, White Dwarf Books, and Tanglewood Books. Um, yeah, so those, those are the main places to find them right now. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking some time to talk with me, Alana. And uh, anything that we missed that you want to make sure to share before we close out? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think we hit uh, pretty pretty well the main point. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, and glad to support your work and share about it. And thanks for spending some time with me today. Great. Thanks so much, Jason.